The Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among, you, among them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise you, O Christ. Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, a very blessed Labor Day weekend to you all. I hope you are keeping safe and also are relaxing a bit. A little history this morning. Did you know that Labor Day originated in New York City 138 years ago? It was a result of the city's labor unions fighting for workers' rights. In the 1880s, most workers toiled for six days a week, 10 or 12 hours a day, and Sunday was the only day off. There were no paid vacations, no sick days, and very few breaks during the day. The movement called for fair labor practices, and it also proposed that for one day a year, the country acknowledge American workers with parades and celebrations. The first parade was held on September 5th, 1882, with as many as 20,000 people peacefully marching. Labor Day was signed into law by President Cleveland in 1894. This movement brought about many of the benefits and rights that we appreciate today, including vacation time, health care, workers' comp, disability, the standard 40-hour work week, child labor laws, and fair pay. Then in 1909, the American Federation of Labor declared the Sunday before Labor Day to be Labor Sunday, an opportunity to reflect on the spiritual parts of the labor movement. And here we are. So let's think about our labor, our work, the work we do for money and the work we do for love. Is your work a source of satisfaction and meaning to you? Or does the word work give you stress? Is the blessing of your work that it pays the bills and allows you to do other things that bring you satisfaction? Or do you wake up in the morning excited to go to work? My brother David is retired now, but he used to get up in the morning so excited to go to school and teach English to middle schoolers. It was the best thing in the world for him. Now, I know we are in a lot of different places regarding our work. Some are currently working, but maybe working differently now, or figuring out 
how to work and help the kids with distance learning at the same time. Many have lost work or businesses in these challenging times and would love to be back to work. May God sustain them. Some are young people wondering what their career might be. May you find something you love. And some are retired and working on other things. Here are some of my jobs. Chores on the farm, lawn mowing, showing cattle, picking rocks, baling hay. I once told my brother Bruce that I love the smell of fresh mown hay, and he gave me a dirty look and said, it smells like work. Then there was cooking for my bachelor farmer uncles in the summers. Poor things, that can't have been pleasant for them. Waitressing, cleaning tack in a stable, office work in corporate America, working in a bookstore and a saddle shop, as a pastor at Minnehaha Lutheran, and finally here at St. Philip the Deacon. Thomas Edison said, I never did a day's work in my life. It was all fun. Well, good for him, and good for you if you feel that way. I'm here to tell you some of my jobs were definitely work. But the one I have now is just about as good as it gets. I am blessed and grateful to serve you. In our reading from Romans today, Paul tells us that the commandments boil down to this, love your neighbor as yourself. One of the important ways we love our neighbor is through our work, because we are intertwined with one another. We are interdependent. Albert Einstein said this, a hundred times every day, I remind myself that my inner and outer life depend upon the labors of others, living and dead, and that I must exert myself in order to give in the same measure as I have received and am still receiving. This is a good day to acknowledge and celebrate the diversity of workers in our society, and all the kinds of work that bind us together and keep us going, making life as we know it possible. For instance, unless you grow wheat and make your own bread, how many different kinds of workers does it take to put that bread on your table? The farmer who plants and cultivates and harvests, but also the ones who made the machines the farmer uses, and the ones who truck the grain and the ones who grind it, and thank God for the bakers and all the workers in the stores where we purchase it. Or if you are going to uh, the office to work, that might involve a childcare worker, a bus driver or a car manufacturer, a number of different workers who designed and built your workplace and your computer and your telephone and everything else you use, and someone who delivers your mail, and some kind of customers and so on and on and on. And think about the web of healthcare workers. I was in the hospital a while back, and I cannot imagine all the workers who researched illness and medicines, doctors and nurses, and all who taught them how to bring me back to health, all the people who designed the equipment in my room, and countless others who manufactured it and transported it and maintain it. We might take some time on this Labor Day weekend to simply trace all the incredible variety of workers who make the lives we lead possible. In our work, we are community. We are interdependent. We rely on each other. We love our neighbor 
through our work. And this work we do is noble and worthy of recognition. In fact, the Reformers taught us that all labor done in faith is pleasing to God. All labor done in faith. As though it isn't only the job itself that is important, it is that we are the ones who are doing it, and we belong to Jesus. Dr. King put it this way, no work is insignificant. All labor that uplifts humanity has dignity and importance and should be undertaken with painstaking excellence. His words include those changing diapers and those occupying the corner office. Listen again to Dr. King's words. No work is insignificant. All labor that uplifts humanity has dignity and importance and should be undertaken with painstaking excellence. Do you know, my friends, that what you do at home, at work, in a classroom, as volunteers, as citizens, do you know that your work matters to God? And do you know, do you believe, that your work is holy and sacred? Please know this. Your labor is holy. Your everyday, workaday efforts are important to God. In your labor, you are God's partners in doing God's work in the world. And so, for the work you do, for money or love or fun, I want to say to you today, thank you, thank you. Your labor matters. In the name of Jesus, amen.